This is a podcast by The Straits Times and Money FM 89.3. Thanks for joining us on SG Extra, taking a look at the COVID-19 situation here in Singapore. Deputy Prime Minister Lawrence Wong says there is no need to adjust the COVID-19 regulations for now, despite an expected rise in infection numbers. Now, this all comes days after the public health experts told the Straits Times it is unlikely that Singapore will tighten COVID-19 rules across the board in response to a recent upswing in virus cases. Now, Mr. Wong added that the government's present focus is to get more elderly people who have yet to take their first booster vaccination to do so. Yep. So to find out more, we're being joined now by Zakir Hussein, Singapore editor at The Straits Times. Hi, Zakir. Thanks for joining us. Now, Zakir, the authorities say they will not be tightening safety management measures for now in spite of an expected wave of infections. Some might say, why not? I think, you know, we've come some way in opening up and we've learned actually to really live with the virus, right? I mean, if you look at the procedures in place at workplaces and elsewhere, yes, there's fairly regular testing. If you're unwell, you should stay home. If you're a close contact, stay away for, you know, a few days. And I think to sort of tighten safe management measures would actually be to take a step backwards, I feel, in, you know, learning to live with the virus. And yes, I mean, the new variants, BA4 and BA5, are a concern. And we've seen, you know, them inching up to form a larger proportion of cases in recent weeks, in recent days. But if you look at the ICU numbers and if you look at the number of fatalities, you know, it's not concerning mm. at the moment. But I think, yes, the elderly, you know, it is a concern because our elderly who get COVID do tend to have it worse. And I think that's why the emphasis on boosters. Do you think, Zakir, this also puts the onus on all of us to take the precautions that we are so used to? Just seriously, protect yourself, protect your family, protect people you live with and do it yourself instead of the government always telling us what to do. That's right. And I think, you know, take the example of mask wearing when outdoors, right? You don't have to, but you still see a number of people do that. And I think Mm. especially if they're crowded, generally unwell, yeah, crowded places, but also if you have a mild flu or cough and, you know, we know things like the flu are back. Mm -hmm. Let's talk about what you mentioned earlier, learning to live with the virus. If we truly are learning to live with the virus, as we have with the common flu or the common cold, Mm -hmm. we wouldn't be testing this often, would we, in the first place? You would only test or you would only go to the doctor when you have symptoms. So I think some people are questioning why there's so much testing, routine testing still going on at workplaces, Mm -hmm. for instance. Mm -hmm. In other words, people who are asymptomatic but Mm -hmm. are testing positive for COVID are also being told to stay at home and work from home and things like that. Should that regime continue? Or should we really truly learn to live with the virus as we have been living with the flu? You only test, you only go and find out when you test positive, Mm -hmm. considering that the majority of the population is vaccinated anyway. So I think this does depend on workplaces actually. You know, there's no requirement for regular testing for most workplaces, I'd say, right? Mm -hmm. And I think many don't, which is why asymptomatic caseloads aren't as high. And I think many people may not have symptoms but may have COVID and because there's no regular testing as was the case, we're fine, I Mm. guess. But I think, you know, given that we still constantly travel, you know, people who come back from abroad, you know, if they have no symptoms, they're not required to test at all. But people still do out of precaution, perhaps, and that's when they find out they have the virus. So, yeah, it is really up to each individual what responsibility you'd like to take in that case. This podcast is available on our audio app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O. Like us and rate us. And now, back to our podcast episode.
Now, Deputy Prime Minister Mr. Lawrence Wong said, even though we're not adjusting these COVID safe management mm-hmm. measures at the moment, it cannot be ruled out moving forward. So what are the things that they're looking at, though, that will make them tighten COVID measures again? What are the indicators? I think they'd be looking at the severity of infections, mm-hmm. right, as well as, you know, the number of cases as well. So the pressure on hospitals and things like that will be taken that, into account. I suspect those will be taken into account. Yep. Having said that, shouldn't we always be pandemic ready, Zakir? In other words, we can't just say, okay, if there is a spike in mm-hmm. BA4 and BA5 cases, we're ready for it. We've got to be ready for another new pandemic, don't we? Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe a whole new virus altogether. Mm-hmm. So are we there? Are we ready for a whole new pandemic in Singapore? I think we're not there yet. I mean, we're still far from it, but I think we've got the reflexes in place, right? And I guess details are not really out there yet. But I Mm. think, you know, at some point as cases stabilise again, we'll likely see workplaces and offices kind of, I guess... Be complacent? Well, be (laughs) complacent, but also I think, you know, you might, not sure if you could call them pandemic drills, right? A little like fire drills Mm. or emergency exercises that you do for a host of things like IT attack or a hack. But I guess the thing <laughs> yeah. is in recognizing how serious and the next pandemic will be because we've gone through SARS mm-hmm. and in the initial stages of this COVID-19 pandemic, we also put in place those same measures yep. at the beginning, but it took a while before we heard from the WHO that it's a pandemic. So things like that, do you think Singapore will be ready to maybe do their own measures even before a global body like the WHO says it is a pandemic, we all have to take precautions? Perhaps, perhaps. But I think there are also serious implications, I think. if Economic ones. Economically mm-hmm. and, you know, in terms of restricting the numbers of arrivals and so on. Mm. I think we're just, you know, starting to open up to tourists. You've got a large number of bookings inbound and all that. I think the toll and the possible consequences is one thing we've also got to be mindful of. We've seen the economies uh, in the region that are much slower in opening up. That's true. Right? They face um, I think the economic cost to them continues to be high. Mm-hmm. Whereas if you look at the places that have opened up to tourism, especially in our neighbouring countries, I think they've not seen any major surge in cases, any major spike in demand for their public hospital health services and so on. Yeah, I mean, you hear of reinfections surging and, you know, concerns over these elsewhere. But mm. by and large, I think these are manageable, I'd say. Mm. And, you know, with vaccinations, with boosters, COVID's really not something to be as fearful of as we were two years ago mm. or even yeah. a year ago. Mm. And I, think I, I think a lot of people yeah. also have the concern that it may not be COVID, right? It might be a whole new virus. And is the healthcare system able to deal with all of this? Yeah. Uh, individuals able to deal with all of this? At some point during the pandemic, I think a lot of individuals were panicking and they would go to the hospital yep. for even cases that weren't serious. Mm-hmm. And I think that's a public health education program that needs to continue, doesn't it? That's right, yeah. Because you don't want to inundate the healthcare system. That's right. Yeah. You mentioned vaccinations and booster shots. About 70,000 residents aged over 60 have yet to get their booster shot. What is the government's strategy to lower this figure? So I think, you know, we heard they're rolling out a whole host of mobile or localised vaccination centres across the island to make sure that it's convenient for these seniors to get their boosters. A lot of the booster dates are really for, you know, two days, three days at a time. And really, I think hopefully this will encourage them to just get jabbed, get their shots if it comes to their vicinity. Hopefully this will bring that number down from Mm. 70,000 to maybe, you know, 20,000 or so, or even fewer, because many of them have no issues with the first two jabs. They really should be getting their third booster. Mm. And we're not talking about fourth booster for those who've had their third booster 
just some yeah. time ago. And really anyone over 50 or anyone under 50, but with um, underlying conditions, you know, they're a bit more, they may have weaker immune systems. They're encouraged to go and get their boosters, their second booster or okay. their fourth jab. Now, the health minister says boosters are being encouraged. So many people are asking as well, for those who are under the age of mm-hmm. 50, do we really require to get a fourth jab? What are the risk factors that we're looking at? I think I would say they're almost negligible. You know, that's what the medical experts say. Mm. So if I personally want to get my second booster, I should go and just get you it? You should go and get it if sometimes lapsed since your first booster. Mm-hmm or your third jab, you should go and get it, I guess. And, mm. and I think with the surge in cases, I think we'll probably see an uptick in people signing up for their second booster. As we move forward, Zakir, finally, what exactly is the message that the government is trying to send here? Because we do have to worry about the economic costs of putting mm. restrictions in place again, but we also have to be concerned about any virus not getting out of hand. So what is the sort of approach that we can expect moving forward, balancing those two priorities? I think it's a tough call, but I think you'll probably see... In a way, it was a good thing that they didn't dissolve or just, you know, do away with the MTF. And I think as today's sort of announcements show, you've always got to be prepared to ramp up measures or steps as the condition evolves. I think the general approach to tightening will be one that will be very, very cautiously done. Any tweaking, even restrictions in group sizes, right, to 10, you've seen the impact that we had when we had an earlier round of tightening. So I think all these will be done very cautiously unless it's a major blow. I think, you know, I don't think we'll see a return to restrictive measures or tightening anytime soon. Thanks very much for that, Zakir. Zakir Hussain, Singapore editor at The Straits Times. Thanks for joining us. The SG Extra podcast is also available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and our audio app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O. Like us and rate us.